When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Cassian not aligned with Settle and McDavid today. We'll see if that's how they line up tomorrow when they take on the Ottawa Senators. 6.30 face-off show here on 6.30, Chad, game at 8 from Rogers Place as the Oilers finally get back at it. Looking around the NHL tonight, uh, we got the Panthers up 6-1 on the Stars in the third. Second period, Wild leading the Ducks 3-1. First period, Avalanche up 2-0 on the Coyotes. Trade today by the Edmonton Elks. Defensive lineman Mike Moore to Montreal. The Elks get offensive lineman Tony Washington and kick returner Martis Jackson, more on the Oilers and on the Elks on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. The uh, Canadian Olympic hockey team announcing its management group, coaching staff, support staff today. And we congratulate from the Edmonton Elks, their director of sports medicine and rehabilitation. He's going to be going to the Olympics with Canada as an athletic therapist. It is Brian Cheeseman checking in tonight. Brian, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm great, Reed. Thanks for having me tonight. Yeah, thanks for popping on the show. This is a really cool story. Tell me how you tell me how you go through the process of getting an opportunity like this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty humbling honor uh, to say the least to be asked to, to be a part of such a prestigious event like the Olympics and with such a first class organization as Hockey Canada. And uh, you know, it's definitely one I'm, I'm very excited uh, for and. Uh, it kind of came about uh, after our season ended with the Elks. I uh, received a call um, to work uh, an event in Moscow, Russia, the Channel One Cup. Um, you know, for after spending a season on the gridiron and working football, it was it was uh, you know an awesome opportunity to kind of get back to the sport that um, started me off in, in this business as an athletic therapist. And you know, to get to travel to to Russia was was pretty awesome as well. And um, you know, that was uh, going to turn into an opportunity to work the Spengler Cup uh, as well. But, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of things in the world these days, that got canceled due to COVID. So, um, yeah, it was kind of in a bit of a, a bit of a holding pattern after that, you know, not knowing what was going to happen with, um, you know, were the NHL players and staff going to go to the Olympics or, or not. And, um, you know, obviously we, we know how that decision played out. And, um, yeah, I got a call last week from, from Hockey Canada that was presented with this opportunity. And, uh, yeah, it's a, a tremendous honour. And, uh, you know, like I've said to a few people today, you couldn't knock the smile off my face right now if you tried. Well, that's pretty cool and good for you. I'm so happy for you. And, of course, you know, people uh, obviously know you used to work for the Oil Kings and then got the opportunity with the Elks. Uh, how do you contrast football and hockey in terms of what you do for a living i'm I'm very curious yeah it's uh it's volume obviously i mean you're dealing with more players um you're dealing with you know 
different size of players, a different age of players. So um, those are the major factors. But I mean, ultimately, injuries are still injuries. You know, hips are hips, knees are knees, ankles are ankles, and um, it's just uh, the sheer volume of, of acute uh, injuries that you deal with uh, on a on a weekly basis, and of course throughout the season in football that. Uh, makes it uh, a very unique and um, for me this year you know making a transition from hockey to football um, was I was a little apprehensive I think at first but once I got in there and kind of got my feet wet and and adopted that philosophy that injuries are injuries no matter the size or, or the age of the athlete then I think it kind of was was a very easy transition for me at that point. So now you're going to be working with uh, Canada at the Olympics. Uh, maybe this might be a weird question, but I, I want to ask it because maybe there's something here. I mean, look, we talk a lot in sports about, okay, a guy got traded. He's got to get used to his new teammates or a new coach comes in. You know, for you, you're going to meet a whole bunch of new players. You probably won't know. You, you might possibly not know any of them from before, right? And they're going to have their own personalities and needs and expectations. Is that a tough adjustment for someone in your position in a short tournament? Um, yeah, I think it can be. But, um, you know, I, I, I've always prided myself on my ability to, you know, be dropped into situations like this and, and to adapt rather quickly. And, um, you know, the, the sporting community, both football and hockey, I mean, people from the outside think, you know, these are are massive networks and massive worlds when in reality they're very small and they're very interconnected and you know just because you haven't necessarily worked with an athlete or worked with a coach um, it doesn't mean that you don't have somebody in common or you don't have that kind of common ground um, that you can use as an icebreaker and and make things you know very comfortable right from the get-go and um, obviously with this group of uh, support staff I'm I'm very fortunate to work with people that I've worked with before at the uh, world junior level and uh, people that I have worked with the, at the Channel One Cup in Moscow um, as well. So there's a certain level of familiarity there already, and I think that helps. And, you know, athletes and players, when they see how well the people that support the team behind the scenes kind of get along and work together, I think that just increases that trust um, that they have in you then as an athlete-therapist relationship. Yeah. Uh, awesome story, Brian. I, I know we've talked before, but just remind everybody, uh, how did this start as a career for you? Uh, you know what? It, it almost didn't. Uh, I, I grew up in Newfoundland, and, um, you know, when I graduated high school, the offshore oil industry was just starting to take off out there, and, and I pictured myself as someone who could, you know, kind of break into that industry. I always had an interest in science and, and earth science, and, um, you know, I got into university, read, and I started taking those courses, and it wasn't really for me um and i remember uh <laughs> i remember vividly the day that i decided i was going to drop out of university and having that conversation around the dinner table with my parents and my brother and you know how it goes how was your day oh you know it was good but i dropped out of university and uh i remember my dad kind of put his fork and knife down and he said all right well we'll support you here but you need to find a job and uh that turned into me doing some um part-time which turned into full-time work as a security uh, guard at the mile one stadium now that i believe it's the mary brown center in uh, in st john's um and i was fortunate enough at that time to get posted outside of the dressing room of the st john's maple leafs and um as luck would have it i struck up a conversation one day with their head athletic therapist nick addy jib and just said hey like is there any chance that uh, I could potentially come in someday and shadow you and see what you do for a job? And, and he said, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have you in there. And 
Um, I went in on a Friday afternoon and, and no joke, within 30 minutes of being in that environment and seeing what an athletic therapist does on, on a daily basis, I'm like, yep, this is it. This is this is the career path for me. And um, it all kind of came full circle. I, I spent the full 66 days working in the NHL playoff bubble at Rogers Place. And um, Nick now works for the Vancouver Canucks as an assistant athletic therapist. So we were able to reconnect uh, during their time in the uh, NHL playoff bubble and, you know, reminisce about those days back in St. John's and, and, and you know, how he kind of got me started on this road. And he's someone that I still keep in touch with to this day. And, uh, you know, I look up to and respect as a, as a therapist, but, you know, even more as a person. Person, that if it wasn't for for me asking that question and him saying yes you know I, I don't have this opportunity to be a part of Team Canada and, and to go to something as special as an Olympic Games. Brian this is awesome I you know I, I wish you all the best uh, I, I mean to me I, I think you're a great success story and uh, you're someone who works hard behind the scenes so I'm glad to, to put you at the forefront tonight. Uh, hey man enjoy the experience enjoy the experience and I hope we talk when you get back. Yeah, sounds good, Reed. Hopefully we can catch up with a few uh, good stories over a gold medal at some point here. Absolutely. Right on. That is Brian Cheeseman checking in tonight, Director of Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation for the Elks. And uh, as he was telling you, he is going to the Olympics to work with the uh, Canadian men's hockey team as an athletic therapist. That is awesome stuff. we got to call a quick timeout. It's Inside Sports on Chat. Got some people uh, writing in for some canned hams, Kellen, or what's going on? Oh, the canned hams are flying tonight, my friend. Definitely. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. <laughs> okay, Reed, I give that Warren Moon interview a thumbs up. Oh, there we go. Robin Capilano, loving the interview. There we Thank go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, some Oilers text for you here, Reed. Reed, Shorty asks, how many are on a taxi squad, and who do we have on the taxi squad right now? Uh, what is the limit this year? I think it's six again, and they don't have to fill it up. Uh, I believe Konovalov's the only guy on the taxi squad. Okay. Uh, Skinner is young for a goalie at 23 to be in the show. I've watched him grow up in the game. He's ready, and that's from Shannon. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a fair comment. I, I mean... Um... You know, again, you don't want to rush players. He has played in the minors. He has played well. He's had some really good appearances in the National Hockey League. The Oilers need better goaltending. And, yes, whenever I say that, I always get the, well, yeah, yeah, yes, other parts of the game have to be cleaned up for sure. But I think there's uh, no better eraser for mistakes than strong goaltending. I, I, I think he's going to get a shot here. I think the faith in Koskinen has really waned. And, uh, I mean, they're calling Skinner up and they're putting him in there. They're, they're not putting Koskin in there. Right. And one more for you, Reed. Uh, this is from Peter in uh, Wainwright. He says, oh, yeah. well, my Friday night with COVID is the same as most of my other Friday nights listening to Inside Sports because Reed Wilkins is more interesting than my friends. His guests are great, too. Even that Can Moon guy. Well, <laughs> Cam Moon, but not Can Moon. But. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, well, go. thank you, Peter. 
Uh, I think that was a compliment for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I think the autocorrect kind of garbled the text at the yeah. end there. Oh, there we go. That's good. Well, we we appreciate anybody who's uh, who's tuning in. If you check out the full show or uh, you're in and out, uh, we love it if you could tune in. If if you again, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy and torture them. I got dark pretty fast. I have a story, everybody. Okay. Uh, oh, we got another cool story for you here. He uh, earlier this week signed a uh, one-year contract extension with the Edmonton Elks. He's a great guest. We've had him on before. It is safety Jordan Hoover. Jordan, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, very excited to be uh, in Edmonton Elk for another year. Yeah, another year for you. So tell me about getting this done relatively early here in the new year so you're not facing free agency or any uncertainty. Sure. Well, obviously, first and foremost, um, you know, for myself, my family, my girlfriend, everyone involved on my side, uh, we're we're very excited to continue to be in Edmonton and, and remain being an elk. Um, it's kind of exactly what we wanted. Uh, obviously, it feels feels good to get the the, the deal done early. Um, you know, as you go into free agency, there's always that that wonder of you know, can I go back? Do they want me back? Uh, what what do other teams? might possibly see me and, and put, you know, the value on me and things like that. But uh, especially, you know, this year in Edmonton with, uh, you know, a new face of the organization and management and staff and things like that, uh, you're, you're not quite sure where you fit. But uh, I was very excited to um, to receive a phone call from, uh, you know, Chris Jones, a new GM and head coach in Giro and have a good conversation and get the ball rolling. And, and uh, very, very happy and excited to uh, find out that they wanted to keep me around. And um, Everything went quite smooth, uh, and we all seen eye to eye, and uh, we were able to uh, get a deal done relatively quickly. And uh, I think both both sides are very excited about it. So, um, like I said to start, very excited to be in Edmonton Elk for another year. Could not be happier. All right, and you mentioned Chris Jones, who we saw coach here in the past. We've seen him in other stops in the Canadian Football League, and he has a well-deserved reputation for being a great defensive mind, and his teams have always had good defenses. So what about the opportunity to play for uh, play for Chris, who's, again, known for having awesome defenses? Uh, you know, I one of the main reasons I, uh, I'm back in green and gold, uh, very excited to have the privilege and opportunity to uh, understudy Chris Jones and, uh, you know, get to, to – pick his brain a bit uh that defensive mind how brilliant it is um you know his name and reputation are quite widespread so um you know i'm i'm personally looking forward to um playing for a team that has a defensive head coach uh that's for me is a first um you know i'll be turning 29 come this march and i've been playing since i was eight years old so i've had 21 years of, of football in my life and not once have i ever been coached as a head coach by a defensive mind so uh that opportunity uh you know it's kind of chopping on the bit at um and one as brilliant and as well-minded as chris jones just is kind of the cherry on top but um i see he's putting together quite the staff um himself included uh, a plethora of accolades you know across all of them so it uh, really seems like Edmonton's buckling down putting this thing together so I'm really excited to play for a man like Chris Jones that's for sure well and yeah I, I it's interesting how you how you put that and th- you know I don't want to spend too much time talking about last year because I know as an athlete you want to move on but I haven't talked to you since and uh a, a tough year all around you know where you finished in the standings you know what the win-loss record turned out being you know, how did you guys get through that? I mean, look, there was obviously a lot of negativity around the team. The for sure. fans were unhappy. Guys like me were asking all the time, what's going wrong? What was it like for you as an athlete and, and a teammate uh, throughout last year? 
Uh, obviously, last year, you know, we we don't want to live too too much in the past, but um, you know, I'd, I'd like to consider it. Well, you know, what we call a fluke. We're getting a good opportunity uh, for a re- redo over here, um, but uh, definitely a difficult year. One thing that definitely helps me kind of digest the season is knowing on a personal level that like, every time that I went out in that uniform, put that helmet, I went to play. Like, I played the best elk football that I could, and that that was you know continuous from week to week and all the record and negativity and noise aside, like I prided myself in being able to shut that out and just go out there and put on a good football performance for my team, my teammates, my coaches, myself, because yeah, you're playing for the name on the front of your Jersey. You're playing up for the name on the back. There's a lot you're playing for. Um, you're playing for pride. So yes, very difficult year, you know, tough to still chew and digest. You're still thinking about it. It still kind of haunts you and follows you into the off season. But uh, if anything, you know, at three and 11, there is room to grow, obviously, and only go up. Um, and it gives you, you know, the drive you want for the off season to continue to get better on, a, on an individual level. But, uh, you know, playing for my team, playing for my teammates, the coaching staff of last year, those are things that kind of get you through a season like that, you know. And uh, I hate to, hate to kind of say it, but I'm no, uh, no stranger to seasons like that. When I got drafted out of University of Waterloo back in 2017, uh, I had only won, you know, two college games in four years. And, uh, you know, I was able to just continue to, you know, put my put my helmet on and go to work and, and uh, you know, just continue to work in the dark and, and hope for better days. So um, I, I do enjoy the challenge of climbing out of the holes and climbing out of the mud. So um, a, a record like 3-11 and 11 wasn't going to scare me away. If anything, it's uh, encouraged me to continue to be a better person, better player for, for the, you know, for Edmonton. So I'm excited for the opportunity. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that's, you know, good way to put it. You, you can't. The, the only other option is giving up, right? And that's no fun. Yeah, and it's just not in me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jordan Hoover from your Edmonton Elks joining us tonight on Inside Sports. So you and I have had some really good chats over the years, and uh, NFL playoffs are this weekend. Did, did you take in a, any of that crazy final Sunday with all those overtime games and yeah, you know what? The one overtime game I thought might have a different ending was uh, Raiders-Chargers um, in the controversial time out there in a unique, unique situation where both teams end in a tie. They both make playoffs, and there's actually a, a chance in overtime for that. Um, you know, it's been a good year. The NFL definitely fills the fills the void of lack of, or absence of CFL football, but uh, I've I started to really love the game a lot more, the CFL game, than the NFL. You know, you live it, you breathe it, you play it, you watch it, uh, you appreciate the game for what it is. But uh, uh, on the NFL side of things, I'm a Green Bay fan, so we're sitting high and pretty, uh, you know, first round by and everything like that. So I'll watch the games, but I won't be uh, anxiously watching, at least not this week, that's for sure. Yes, you get you get a stress-free uh, stress weekend for sure. And let everybody know where you're spending your time right now and how your uh, workout regime is right now. Uh, I'm, I'm spending my uh, my free time in uh, good old Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. It's a little northern uh, northern city, if you can call it a city, more like a town. Uh, you know, closest next closest city is about four hours away. Uh, spending most of, most of my time right now doing a lot of uh, shoveling and snow blowing. We keep getting dumped on over here uh, in snow. Uh, workouts, uh, I picked those back up a couple weeks ago. Got all the uh, reintroduction out of the way before Christmas and the. Uh, all the Christmas meals there, but back in full swing of things as best as I can. Ontario is back in a little bit of a lockdown uh, due to the pandemic. So we're, we're navigating these next three weeks uh, as best we can, but thankfully, thankfully we have a lot to fall back on from the, you know, the year off and kind of managing with lockouts and stuff like that. So we have a good grip, but 
other than that, most of my time spent uh, just enjoying family time and taking advantage of the, the small things that you uh, take for granted when you're you're away from home for six months and, you know, getting things done around the house and spending time with uh, my girlfriend, Michaela, and my pop and take, going for long walks like that, just trying to enjoy enjoy the time to yourself that you get because uh, once, once you pick, pick things back up in May, it's a whirlwind for the next six months, that's for sure. Now, over Christmas, do you allow yourself to eat whatever you want or is it hard for you to do that since you're a conditioned athlete to begin with oh yeah i think uh, i think i'd be lying if i even began to say that i watch what i eat on christmas <laughs> you know it, it, after a season and it and it's physical telling you you kind of uh you want to take a week or two or a little bit longer to kind of just settle and and kind of get a grip of how your body's feeling where you're at mentally physically and it's toll and you know obviously with the lack of playoffs this year you know, you'd much rather be competing for a cup, but that gives you three three extra weeks of recovery ahead of some other teams going into the offseason. So if you look at it that way, it's kind of an advantage. And then uh, you can afford the uh, a lot of back-to-back cheap meals through the Christmas holidays and then burn it back off in the be- beginning of January. So that's that's the plan so far. Right on. Okay. Well, Jordan, hey, you're, you're always great to chat with and enjoy, a, uh, like I said, a stress-free weekend for you watching the NFL, and then the Packers will uh, will get going the next weekend. And congratulations on being back with the Elks for another season, man. We wish you all the best. Hey, Reed, as always, an absolute pleasure uh, speaking with you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I'm really looking forward to a solid year in 2022. And uh, just to say again, can't be more excited to be in Edmonton Elk for another year, and I'm excited to wear the green and gold. And uh, really looking forward to be back in the city. Right on. Positive guy, Jordan Hoover, safety for your Edmonton Elks as we take you into the rest of your Friday night. Panthers have beaten the Stars 7-1. Wild lead the Ducks 3-1 after two. Avalanche leading the Coyotes 2-1. That is after the first period. Tyson Jost with a goal in that game for the Avalanche. Okay, I will rejoin you tomorrow at 6.30 for the face-off show. It is the Oilers and the Senators. The puck will drop at 8. Stuart Skinner expected to start in goal for Edmonton as they get back at it. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Take care. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.